Welcome to episode two of the What's Next podcast, sports edition. This is the NFL talk we are talking about today. As you all know, week one of the NFL season has just, well, actually, no, it hasn't just concluded. We still have a Monday night game. We actually have to do Denver versus uh, Seattle tonight i believe am i correct yes i am denver versus seattle tonight the return of russell wilson to the seahawks um after finally leaving the seattle seahawks so that should be a very very fun game to check out we're gonna try in fact actually i'll i'll reveal a little what's next podcast secret here i am recording at 7 38 p.m on monday so i'm gonna try to get this done before 8 30 so we can uh get you all watching the game be excited for that. So I'm with Nick Provenzato, as you all know, my co-host for the West Next podcast. You have seen him on episode four of the West Next podcast on my main West Next podcast show. You can find that on Spotify by looking up Chanel Wilkins or West Next podcast. You have also seen him on episode one of the West Next podcast sports edition. And as you know, he is a permanent co-host for the What's Next podcast. Nick, say what's up. Hello, everybody. It was a, it was a whirlwind of week one. It was a very exciting week one of football. And uh, there's lots of stuff we need to get into. A lot of teams that won, a lot of teams that lost, and two teams that tied. So, And two teams that could have tied. So a lot of stuff we need to go over. I'm happy that, that we still got Monday Night Football tonight. Like I said, we're recording at 7.38. So we're ready to uh, you know dive into this. And after that, watch some Monday Night Football. Exactly. So let's not waste any time here. Uh, let's talk about the Thursday night game out, the first game of the NFL season. It was the Buffalo Bills going to Los Angeles to battle the Rams. That was a fun little matchup there. The final score of that game was, and I can't believe this just happened. Again, like I said, the beauty of unedited podcast, guys. 31 to 10, Buffalo dominated. The Rams, that's the whole point of it. It was an absolute slaughter after the uh, second half. So, Nick, what do you think? Oh, my God. Okay, so so here we go. So oh there was a no, lot. No. I think the, the, this game could be to be summed up by turnovers. Uh, so I think, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Allen had uh, two interceptions. Yes, he did. Um, got the stats actually here right now. Allen got two interceptions. And I believe Stafford had three, and I think the Buffalo's run running running game had two uh, fumbles as well. So turnovers were the name of this game, but boy, 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 the Bills are not should be not be taken lightly by anyone. Now a lot of people have said that they are the are the Super Bowl favorite. Uh, spoiler alert: they're my Super Bowl favorite too. But um, this kind of just reinforced it. We all thought that this matchup was going to be a a whole Super Bowl preview. And I got to tell you, if this is the Super Bowl preview, this would have – I don't know how you can give the Rams a chance in, in, in this one. Uh, Stafford looked really bad. It looked like they, they couldn't really get anything done in the passing game. I'm really starting to believe that report about his bad tendonitis on his throwing shoulder or his throwing elbow was maybe a little bit – worse than we all would have liked to hear and uh yeah it just didn't seem like they were able to get anything 
through the ground either. They only they own their leading rusher was was Daryl Henderson with 13 carries for 47 yards. That wasn't that good. And like I said, the Buffalo defense just shut this shut the Rams offense down the whole time. So that was my thoughts of the whole game. Oh my God. And Allen, Jesus, I don't care if he threw two interceptions. This game really established him as a as like, yeah, I don't care about the moment. I'm going to go out and I'm going to dominate them. He, first of all, he ran a touchdown in by dunking over Bobby Wagner, the new, the new LA Ram. And then that like one drive, he, he throws on the run, a bomb to Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs almost falls over while trying to catch it. And he still makes it. And yeah, this team is wildly exciting. Gabe Davis did well in this game. The bills clearly in my opinion are going to run this afc yeah uh the bills finally arrived i think is the summary of this game here josh allen yes he threw two interceptions but interceptions happen one of them wasn't even really his damn fault uh to be honest that first interception um it bounced off his receiver's chest right on right into um the rams defender's hand i forgot what his name was um it was the cornerback for them but yeah. yeah, that one that one wasn't even really Allen's fault. So I think Allen arrived. I think that defense, um, with a real story, they are to be taken very, very seriously. And uh, as far as Matt Stafford's concerned, you're wor- you're worried about um that injury that they were talking about in the off season. I mean, I, I, I want to say it's the first week, and let's let's get they, him a break. They reported, they reported as bad tendonitis in his right. throwing arm, shoulder, elbow, whatever it was. But you know, he didn't. The ball didn't look right coming out of the man's hand, bro. Like it, it just didn't. didn't like just the pressure like was in his dude. face all night. Like so, I think maybe that has some. But you're right. The throwing motion just didn't look the same. I think the second week will tell a lot. And also, I just want to add, Von Miller just completely killed them. Like, Von Miller, oh, yeah, which sure. was the former Ram, now signed to the Buffalo Wings a six-year contract, and now is just taking it to his old quarterback. So, it's – it damn. This dude, like I said, this Bill team is going to be gonna be hard. If there's any chance of the Bills to win the Super Bowl, it's this year. So, Buffalo, you better hope that, that nothing happens to Allen or – Von Miller, or Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, because this is your year. Y'all need to take it. So, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Absolutely. And speaking of a division rival of the Bills, let's talk about the Miami Dolphins. They played at 1 o'clock uh, on Sunday, yesterday. So, you all know this, um, by the way, if you watch anything containing the West Next podcast. I am a huge Miami Dolphins fan. Mr. Nick here is a big Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Uh, so I want to talk about those two games really quick. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. It was the Dolphins versus the Patriots to open the week up. And the Dolphins in the first half actually shut down the Patriots completely, holding them to zero points in the first half. So good job, Miami's defense. They also, Miami's defense also got a touchdown. Uh, and then in the second half, uh, you know, it was a little more competitive in the second half. You know, less action going on. Uh, you know, but the Patriots never got going, and the Miami Dolphins did just enough to win. What do you think? Yeah. So, um, really, not a lot to say about uh, both of these teams on the ground. Uh, their leading rusher for the Patriots was Damian Harris, who had 48 yards on nine carries. 
Ramondre Stevenson had 25 yards on eight carries. Mac Jones had that really bad interception. I'm pretty sure that one got housed, didn't it? Was that, was that the one who got housed? Or, or was yeah, it was the one that got housed. I think oh, okay, yeah, 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 that one. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, but overall, I mean, Jones and, and, and Tua, Tua especially, Tua threw a lot this game. He had 33 attempts, 23 of them were completed, and he had um, 270 yards at one touchdown. So, I mean, like, uh, on, on, and then Jones had 21 completion percentage, 21 out of 30 completion percentage, so 70%, 213 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Um, and like I said, this this these teams, they really did not let anything happen in the uh, especially in Miami, did not let anything happen uh like offensively for the for the Patriots, not even in the red red zone or anything like that. They completely shut them down, they denied them. And um, you know, uh, we'll see about Miami. Like I said, in my predictions, I had Miami making the last wild card spot to uh get into the playoffs of the AFC. And I truly believe that. I think this this team is very good. And I think we saw it here. But then I also want to say that this 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 game showed more about the Patriots than it showed against Miami. Miami I agree. is still we'll still we'll see about them. I still have hopes for them, but we'll see about them how they progress through the season. Now, Belichick, oh my God. You gotta imagine Boston Radio is probably like getting on this guy, like about everything. Like they're probably like, What are you doing? You let like Matt Patricia and like who's the other guy? Uh Joe Judge call the yeah. offense. Like they're like, like, oh come on, now look at this. Now now look at them. I mean, like it looked crazy. Um quick about about just the future of them. Like I think Bill I don't know. I don't see the Patriots really doing much. I know it's the first week, but I mean like I just don't see them doing much after this game. I want to say, oh, yeah, it's the first week, but, I mean, they looked very bad here against a rival that they usually do pretty competitive against. And then um, just on the other side, like, I don't know. This might be Bill's last year of coaching. Like, it might be. Like, be. could be. I mean, he's not going to do it. He's 70 now. Uh, he's never had a really good draft class. And, you know, Mac Jones is Mac Jones. I mean, he's Mr. Mac Jones is good. He's good. He, I think he's yeah, but like they draft, but you know that they drafted like he's pretty mid in my opinion. Like he's can be good, but he's usually mid. And like my thing is when you compare him to other quarterbacks who are who are in the league, even Tua. Like I mean, like I mean, like you look at him, look at how accurate Tua is. Look at how good Burrow is. We'll get into later about how it was bad game with the Steelers. But we look yeah. at like Allen, Herbert, superstar quarterbacks, and you basically went with a young Kirk Cousins. Uh, it's that's not really anything to write home about. So I mean, yeah, that's that's my. Well, Kirk Cousins did well last. Uh, this no, season, he did, so, he like, did, he did. But that was we're talking about like the mainstay Kirk that we all know and love. Like uh, this is basically like pocket QB Kirk, but the Kirk that doesn't really do anything. It was that Kirk. This, this league is a bunch of Kirk Cousins. Don't get me wrong. This league is full of <laughs> Kirk Cousins. But he is, and Kirk is elevating himself. Don't get me wrong. And we'll talk about him later. He's but like the Mac standard Jones, bear for mid quarterback. What? Yeah, there's like there's a Kirk Cousins mid quarterback here. We'll, we'll, we'll we can talk. We'll I'll make a whole episode dedicated to that. But anyway, that's my thoughts on I, I Mac. I mean, like he's he's good, but like he's not really anybody who's gonna take you over the top. Um, he might need a run game and a good roster, but I just don't think that he has either of those. And the Patriots, they're gonna keep being the Patriots of now. Then it doesn't look like he's gonna get any of that, and he's not gonna get help. So I mean, like. 
I'm not saying he can't play in the league. I'm just saying that he is a guy reliant on a run game and the good receivers, and uh, the Patriots don't really have those. So, like, yeah, it just doesn't – It bottom line is this does not smell good for New England football. It doesn't. And now let's transition to uh, Tom Brady's new team that he is making very, very good. Let's get to the Sunday night game because I know that's something you really want to dive into, and I know you have a lot to say. I actually have a lot to say about that game as well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers went up against the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, you know, and uh, America's team bombed bad. It was brutal. Let's talk about it, Nick. I know you. Yeah. So, so uh, first of all, let's halt that whole new team thing. He's been. This is the third season with this team. All right. This ain't a new team. This is his team. Is it his team? But anyway, uh, yeah. So this game, it was a low-scoring game, which I did not expect. But um, it was just a, it was a offense, a Tampa Bay offense that struggled to score touchdowns in the red zone versus a, a, a Dallas offense who struggled to put up any points in general. Now I understand that Dak Prescott got injured in this game and like he hurt, he hurt his fingers. Wish like, me in the best, by the way. What happened? I said, wishing him the best, by the way, because they yeah, him the best. several weeks. Wishing him the best. Dak is a great guy. But he uh, he went to the sideline, and the man with the white cowboy hat comes down. And you could look at his at his mouth when he said it. He literally looked at Dak and said, it's broken. Like, it, it's broken. Mm-hmm. So his thumb got broke uh, on probably the contact between, like, the D linemen, uh, you know, coming into contact with him, throwing the ball. So Dak is out. He'll be out for multiple weeks. In my opinion, that effectively hurts Dallas's chances to get anywhere in the playoff hunt. So permanently, I, I think I think that's that's it starts with Dak. I told I said this back in the predictions video. This team starts with Dak and it will end with Dak. And he's out for multiple weeks. We don't know how long it's going to be. If he's gone for m- more than four, I think it's going to be very hard for the Cowboys to get anything done. But regardless, even before he got injured, Dak looked awful this game like he he really did like he didn't he didn't didn't, i can check his stats because really he didn't come into the game after the injury so that could already be we can already chalk that up to you know all the stuff he's done before but in the game uh dak um kind of um let's see dak had under 50 percent completion percentage he was 14 to 29 he had one interception and zero touchdowns like i said the team only scored three three uh, points the whole game Zeke had 10 carries for 52 yards and Pollard had six carries for eight yards that's horrible that's just downright horrible um through the air they tried to get stuff done Noah Brown was their leading receiver at 68 yards and five touchdowns but on the Tampa Bay side things looked better but it didn't look as good as what we would hope for a division leader in this game especially against Dallas's defense Dallas defense held their own a bit through this game, but it wasn't enough to keep Tampa out of the end zone completely. So we got down to the, to the, to uh, I think Tampa kicked about four field goals in this game from Ryan Suckup. Um, that was uh, pretty good. He missed one. So the score should have been 23 to 22 to 23, but you know, whatever. Tom Brady had a bad pick where he threw it behind the guy and he just wasn't aiming correctly, but then, he found Julio Jones on a very nice ball, very nice deep ball. He found Evans with a one-handed grab in the end zone, and Tampa was able to ultimately seal the deal. And I will add, two things that really stood out in this game mostly was um, Leonard Fournette. 
Larry Fournette said that he was going to be um, was going to be very, uh, you know, like people were complaining about on the offseason that he looked overweight and everything. And he had that infamous tweet where he said, wait till September 11th, which wasn't very good on his end. But no, he showed out on September 11th. That's what he did. He had 21 carries for 127 yards and he just he did what he needed to do. And uh, that's all you could really ask for a back in Tampa. That's what he'd been searching for for a while. He didn't really have a good year last year. And I'm happy to see him back in form. Two, another two things, Godwin and, and Diamond Smith are injured right now. We don't know when their return is, but we don't think they're they're, they're uh It's very serious injuries, so that's good. And the last thing that I need to add is that our punter, who first started punting this in this game, his first punt infamously hit the Cowboys' gigantic-ass fucking jumbos, Jumbotron screen, which is not his fault, and they had to redo the down. Because Jerry Jones had to be the little the little oil tycoon he is had to had to have a gigantic like a hundred something foot TV in their damn a thousand foot TV in their damn stadium so you know that's what happened in this game it's really not a whole lot of offense a whole more defense we shut them down a lot and uh, yeah it just wasn't good for Doc Cowboys look like they're going nowhere Tampa is only one week we'll see how everything goes but yeah. Those are my thoughts. What's your thoughts? Uh, my thoughts on that game, uh, you pretty much summed it up for me pretty much. Uh, I think Tampa Bay uh, didn't play incredibly well themselves. I thought they could have played a little better. Um, but, you know, I think they also have a lot of new pieces. I think it's going to take Julio Jones some time to really find his role with the team. Uh, uh, hopefully Chris Godwin's okay. Hopefully uh, Smith is okay. At left tackle, you know, Tom Brady really needs a good offensive line. Tristan Wirth looked incredible, um, like always. So they're really doing a good job of protecting Brady. So, uh, you know, very good work by Tampa Bay and uh, Dallas. I, You're right. I think if Dak being out several weeks hurts their chances, because I think they, they obviously need Dak in order to win that division, especially when the Eagles, be it, they again, it was two to lines. It's not like the Eagles look fantastic, especially on defense. Um, but their offense looks set and ready to go. So tough break for Dallas. Actually, let's and, dive into that game real quick, if you don't mind. Let's talk about the Eagles versus the Lions and that shootout of a game. What uh, What do you think about that? That the final score was thirty eight to thirty five to the people watching at home that didn't see. Yeah, so uh, my brother is a huge Eagles fan. I'm a big Bucks fan. He's a huge Eagles fan. So um, yeah, he. Uh, I was downstairs at one at one p.m. watching the game with him, and uh, the entire time my brother is yelling at the TV about how his run defense can't do anything right in this game. And I'm not gonna lie, uh, this 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 game spoke volumes about how much I really think Detroit is gonna be a problem for a lot of teams in the league. Last season, they only I think they only went like three and twelve, three and thirteen or something, four wins, not a lot, like very good record. But this time, I have some high hopes for the Lions. I, you saw it today. I mean, you, I'm sorry, you saw it yesterday with uh, you know um, Goff can't Goff did horrible in the start. He came back into the game. Uh, you know. Uh, you know the running backs did a lot of the, the the a lot of the work in the game too. It was very exciting. Um, yeah. So it was it was just a I don't know. The Lions just looked very very good. Uh, the uh, you know we're gonna give them you know a little bit of a pass here because you know they're out of the Lions. 
But the Eagles, I will say this, the Eagles held on to the game because their offense, their defense did not look anything like how the NFL was predicting them to do. And like, you know, really take this game into their own and become like a very dominant defense like everybody thought they were going to be. So, yeah, I mean, that's what everybody, you know, everybody was really uh, kind of thinking about it here and you know uh their running game was really well Jared Goff came back into the game and hopes are really good for the Lions I think they got but went back in the locker room and probably MCDC good old Motor City Dan Campbell is probably like all right boys it's another week another week we got we got to go on the on the road with these guys so uh you know we'll see what happens and uh yeah I think that the Lions really look really good you call him ACDC Campbell no it's no 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 it's MCDC and MCDC uh, you, you know he you know he listened to ACDC Probably, uh, he, he's M- he's M- he's MCDC from Motor C- Motor City Dan Campbell. Uh, yeah, him, yeah, he he is that man is funny. Him and him and the stuff you listen to, he, quoting Metallica out of all things you could quote, you quote you do a Metallica quote that's interesting to say the least. Uh, but this is not about Campbell. Even though Campbell did a good job this game calling plays and making smart decisions. This is about the Eagles because the Eagles are the main focus. They're the main headline of this game. I don't think it's a good look to be doing a shootout match against the Lions. Uh, I think their defense has a lot to work on. Like you said, that run defense, your brother's not wrong, did awful. Um, being DeAndre Swift is very underrate, underrated, and he um, definitely killed your defense. Uh, but I think, I th- but overall, man, I thought you know Jalen Hurts looked pretty good. Uh, he could have looked better, but I thought he did pretty good. I think Miles Sanders did a good job. Uh, I like the way their offense is constructed. I like I like AJ Brown. AJ Brown had a good debut game with the Eagles, so that's nice to see. Um, I thought Miles Sanders did a good job. Uh, Devontae Smith didn't get as involved as you would like him to, but you know. No, he didn't. That's okay. First week. Um, maybe. I, I, w- I was going to say, though, I mean, A.J. Brown had a hun- 10 receptions for 155 yards, and Jalen Hurts, like, had, uh, I think, one rushing touchdown, and he, but he really had 18 completion percentage to 82 attempts. That was pretty good. Uh, I think all three of their running backs, Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott, won this game for the, uh, for the Lions. Um, Sanders had 96 yards rushing. Hertz had 90, Gainwell had 20, and Scott had 10. Um, and for the Lions side of things, you know, Goff did okay, 21 out of 37, not that bad, not that good. Swift, though, as you said, underrated. Dude had 144 yards on the day on 15 carries. Um, I thought this said a lot about the Lions, honestly. I know that I know you're talking about the Eagles of the mainstay, and they're obviously a team to talk about, but I feel like this game really showed a lot about how the Lions could match up against some of the teams because they they brought the fight they brought the fight to them like they really did and if it wasn't for Hertz and that offensive game plan they probably wouldn't have won this game I'm not gonna lie to you absolutely let's talk about another game that was surprising to me uh, San Francisco versus the Chicago Bears for those who didn't watch at home the Chicago Bears beat the San Francisco 49ers 19 to 10. Trey Lance with 13 of 28, 164 yards, no touchdowns, one interception. And Justin Fields with 8 of 17, 121 yards, I'm sorry, two touchdowns, one interception. What did you think of this game? Uh, Okay, so Fields looked good. Uh, I think he actually looked good this game. And Lance looked bad. Um, This also looks bad for me and you who picked the Niners to be second in the division. Um, Um, 
Yeah, it's not looking good for that prediction right now. Uh, I just thought that. Now, listen, he I won't do anything them. out there. They didn't do he anything. Didn't do they really anything they couldn't, they couldn't get anything. And it also didn't help that Trey threw like bad picks too. So that was that wasn't good by him. He didn't play the quarterback position very well. Uh, my brother, who is going into you know sports management, sports marketing, and being in his, his dream job, I guess is ultimately to be a GM role. But he likes scouting talents. That's what he likes to do in his free time. He likes scouting college talents. He, for the longest time, has been trying to tell me that Trey is a bust, and he doesn't think that he's going to be well in the league. Um, so that's just his opinion. That's my brother's opinion about it. But I think, you know, I, I think that the Bears have a very good offense. I mean, sorry, defense. Not Offense is not that good. But they, they did well here. But their defense is a very good defense. And the weather played a factor in it. And Trey is very inexperienced as it is. So those all really played a factor into it. Cause to pause, though, on the Jimmy Garoppolo coming back and getting that starting job thing. Cause to pause on that train. Because I will say this. While Trey didn't look good, uh, give him some time with Shanahan, and we'll see what happens. Some more time under his belt as a starter. More time. But I will say this. If he continues to put up performances like this, damn well they're bringing Jimmy back in. Because they're going to have to. Because because. This fan base is going to demand it. And I think that maybe maybe Lynch might actually be the one to step in and demand it from his coach, Kyle Shanahan, to put Jimmy back in. Because I think uh, I think Lynch has seen it. I think Shanahan's seen it, that this team just wins with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. No matter how you think he wins, no matter how bad you think he plays, he somehow manages to win. I think in his career, he's 33-21. and 21. This is a win, win-loss record with the Niners. So... If Trey keeps on playing performances like this, don't be surprised if you see Jimmy G being brought back into the fold in San Francisco. Like you, like you said, um, I think Trey Lance, this is his first week. Let's relax a little bit. Let's not immediately jump off the hype train just yet. Uh, you know, he still has another week. Let's see how he does. Now, let's get to another game that was kind of interesting, a very close down-to-the-wire game. There's quite a few close down-to-the-wire games in week one let's talk about one of the very interesting ones the Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals a lot of missed field goal kicks here the kickers did not earn their contracts this week in my opinion Uh, so the final score was an OT score of the Steelers winning by three it was 23 to 20 Joe Burrow had four interceptions what do you think of this game? Okay, two things. This this game, I understand that Joe Burrow had four picks. And in my opinion, Joe Burrow is going through the growing pains of his NFL career. I mean, I think Allen has had right. one of these games before like this too. Is it cost for pause for Burrow? A little bit, but not as much as I would say. Now, here's the, here's really the, peop- the thing that people I feel like are not talking about as much. They were in this game down 20 to seven with all of this happening with 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 the with the interceptions, with the two fumble, I think one or two fumbles that Joe Burrow lost and all these. I think he had five, five turtle turnovers. So four interceptions and one fumble. And with all of this happening, the Steelers only scored 20 and they were still in this game. And do we want to know why they were still in this game? Because Nitchell Trubisky is not that good of a quarterback. And um, he, this, come on, like, 
you see it, dude. Like, I mean, this game. And Najee been... Harris got hurt. Don't let's let's not forget about that. Najee Harris did get hurt. Yeah, he, he did get hurt, but I mean, come on, man. You turn the you have your enemy team turning the ball over four times, five times with this fumble. It you should be able to put these boys away. Like, come on now. Like, there should be at least they should have been at least at twenty seven the whole that the, the the game. There shouldn't have been a chance that that the Bengals came back in this game. But guess what? They did because that defense, as good as it was, got tired towards the end of, of defending this Bengals team as good as they possibly could. And TJ Watt, unfortunately, got injured toward the end with 10 seconds left in the game, mind you. And um, he, they, Joe Burrow threw a strike to Chase in the end zone, who is exactly who I thought he should have targeted there. And they tied the game up at 20-20, and they went oh, to. Wait, can I ask that. something about that uh, Jamar Chase and touchdowns real quick? Like, since, as bad as Cincinnati played, they also got robbed. Because if you remember, there's that sideline touchdown catch where his foot was on um, the pylon of the end zone. It should have counted as a touchdown, but they, but Zach Taylor in the coaching staff for the Bengals did not review the play, and or sorry, did not challenge the play. And that cost him the game. Sorry. Yeah, I, I want to. I, I want to say that too because because they should have. Well, I mean, wasn't that the same drive? Wasn't that the same drive? No, that was a different drive. A different same drive. quarter, different drive. Same quarter. Okay, yeah. Drive. So that they should have. They should have scored them because I was looking at that replay. No, but I was looking not the replay. I was looking at that in real time, and I looked at it, and Jamar clearly had the ball over the plane. So I was like, that should have been a touchdown. But right. the officials didn't review it. The Bengals didn't call for a challenge. And you're right. That that play should have stayed. There's a lot of close ones with Jamar. So I thought you were alluding to those ones, like the ones where he stepped right. on, on the white. But no, like that one he should have counted. So the Bengals did get robbed in that sense. However, the Bengals should have done something about it. That's what I'll say about that. But um, yeah, so this team, like like McPherson missed a kick. I think Boswell missed a kick, and multiple kicks. McPherson. Multiple kicks. I I I uh I don't think Boswell's that kind of kicker. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah. So uh, that's what happened. I mean, McPherson's young, so I understand. But you know, he this is like his like second season. I want to say McPherson's second season. So yeah, yeah. we can excuse it a bit, but not. But he didn't Boswell. have a long snapper. To be fair, he didn't have his. He didn't, like, he didn't have a long snapper either. But Boswell. He should have drilled a lot of these kicks, a lot of them. And like, like I said, uh, this this game was way too close for no reason. Pittsburgh should have ran away with it. Uh, I feel like that this team is hammered by mediocre quarterback play, and I feel like that um, yeah, Najee got hurt, so no run game. So you know, that's also that. And uh, you know, Steelers come out this game with a win. But they also lose TJ Watt, who unfortunately had a chest injury. And I have not got any updates on that yet. I'm not sure if there's any updates on it, but he looked like he did tear his pectoral. If he did indeed tear it, he's done for the season. Yeah. But uh, according to Adam Schefter, because they, they said that he Adam Schefter tweeted out saying that he's going to get multiple um, opinions on his injury. Uh, if he needs surgery, he's done. If he... If he um, if it doesn't need surgery, he might be back by the sixth week or may need six weeks is what I was hearing. So from Adam Schefter. So, um, yeah, I think the, the, the Steelers squeak out a win in a win a game they should have dominated in. And I think the Bengals will try to come back and 
redo what they what the, what what uh, went wrong. I think this is a learning game for Joe, learning about how good the defense is. And yeah, I just that's my thoughts on the game. Uh, I think the Steelers squeaked out a win. Yeah, I completely agree with you on all of that. Let's dive into another game that was extremely close and had a lot of controversy behind it. Bigger Mayfield battled his old team, the team that, in my opinion, did him very dirty. Uh, the Cleveland Browns went against the Carolina Panthers, and on a last-second field goal, the Cleveland Browns beat the Carolina Panthers at home. What do you think of that game? Uh, so uh, there's lots to think about in this game. So the Cleveland Browns, obviously the, the, the team that threw the last quarterback that was very good in their the, – probably the last the last good quarterback in the last 30 years of Browns football, just threw him to the curb in, in favor of a man who had uh, more than 22 uh, allegations against him. Uh, and you know now is suspended for multiple games, and is not on their roster right now. And they traded a Baker away to for less than nothing, their, really. Yeah, less than nothing to go to Carolina. And um, now he's with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, for anybody who did see uh, the you know the week one uh, podcast that we did, which if you haven't, go check it out now because it's really right. fucking good right now. Right but, now. Um, right now. yeah but uh yeah i had the panthers winning uh a spot into the into the um into into the playoffs with the last seed i took them over the cardinals and the cowboys and now the panthers they all lost this weekend so who knows with that i think this was i i still think that carolina did fairly well this game baker had a bad pick but baker ultimately tried to bring this team back to the game I think they did that. I think that that Baker is going to find some real like camaraderie with this team. I think he's going to act like a vet on this team. Uh, I think okay. he's going to really ditch the old Baker Mayfield style a little bit much. Not too much because that's Baker. But he's going to not probably tone down the the comments and uh, clapbacks a little bit more because he has been in this league for a minute now. And uh, I just think that the Browns also squeaked away a win. Um, I still think their roster is insanely talented, and I think Jacoby Brissett's is still a, a, a. I still think Jacoby's a really decent quarterback. We never really got to talk about Jacoby, but I, I, I really think that his stint in Indy really was uh, not really well handled, and he was playing injured, and he had a really good season. So I still think Jacoby's a really good quarterback and can really steady the ship until Deshaun comes back. Um, he's so, a perfect yeah. guy to do it. Yeah, he, he's he's a perfect guy, great guy. Uh, good win for him. I think the Panthers will ultimately try to get their way back uh, into the fold and try to be a competitive team. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I think about the game. I think both teams did really well. Uh, absolutely agree. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely ag- wow, I'm doing absolutely agree with you, Nick, there on that one. And now let's talk about one of the last games that was super competitive. Uh, it was the Saints, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Very close game. Jameis Winston and the Saints eked out a win 27-26 to on the road. What do you think of that game? Oh, my God. The Falcons should have won this game. But if there's anyone to blow a lead, who would it be than the Dirty Birds? So they blew another lead, and, and they allowed the Saints to get back into this game. I was very impressed with Marcus Mariota this game. Uh, which is funny because I want to I want to just preference that this game, this week one ma- matchup between between uh, Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston. Did you guys know that 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 Jameis Winston's 
Jameis Winston and Mariota's first starts were against each other. I, I in week one, and Mariota won that game uh, with the Tennessee Titans. And now their 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 starts of this season are also going against each other. Isn't that wild? The guys who went one and two in the 2015 draft are fighting each other again. That was wild. But anyway, now they're one for one. Uh, you know, Mariota has a win against Jameis, and Jameis has a win against Mariota. And they're on two different teams now. I thought that Mariota and the offense ran the ball really well, especially with Cordell Patterson. Uh, they had a really good, uh, really good offense. Uh, not really much to complain about. Anybody who wants to call for Desmond Ritter to to, to get this job, he's gonna have to wait a little bit because Mariota is on a roll right now. Um, and like I have been clamoring to my brother and among my friends, if you know me, you know this about me and what I think about the the Falcons. Their defense will ultimately let you down in the end. Their defense hasn't been good in almost a decade, and they continued like they have good players. But they're not a good unit, and they and, and and that just shows in this game that they just let them back in. I think I believe it was AJ Terrell who had coverage on 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 uh, on Michael Thomas, and boy, did 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 slant boy make him look crazy. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, just those are thoughts about the game. Two two quarterbacks who are journeying to come back as starters in this league had another shot against each other, and you know, as a Bucks fan, I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of nice to see Jameis get a win. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how – I still have both these teams going nowhere. I just – I want to preference that to all listeners. I have both these teams still going nowhere. But still, it was a pretty fun matchup for this time. And the Falcons and Saints, we'll see you to kick your ass another day. Love that transition. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a game against the Commanders. Uh, probably not one a lot of people watched um, on the West Next podcast um, audience here. But to let you all know, the Commanders did beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think as expected, 28 to 22. Any thoughts on this game, Nick? Uh, you know, this was a game a lot of betting sites really had the Jags try to like win in this game. I think a lot of people were really were really wanted them to win. They were close. Because... They were close a few times. They just couldn't. Um, they just couldn't get through in the red zone. They just couldn't, you know, get those seven points that they needed once they were in the red zone. Unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence yeah. kind of to me right now. Yeah, I, I, this game, uh, this was a very – this also had some turnovers in this game. Lawrence had an interception late that really sealed the game. And even though he, he was going to go on a game-winning drive, I thought, then he made a really bad throw that got intercepted by the sideline that closed the game out. Carson Wentz had some touchdowns in this, but let's not just, just like, oh, my God. There were some passes that made Carson look absolutely bad, bro. He literally threw an uh, interception into a screen pass. Who does that? Like, I saw he that. Didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even, like, it didn't even look like like it was like a pass. Like, it wasn't a screen. It was like a developing screen. So it wasn't like a screen to, like, the side of, of, of the sideline where a, a corner comes out of nowhere and yoinks it and then houses it. No. This guy like ran in front of him and was there for a minute in in front of in front of their thing and he just threw it right to him and yeah I mean uh, both these teams I mean this really said a lot more about the Commanders than the Jags quick spoiler for anybody who who I didn't cover with the Commanders uh, I don't have faith in in uh, Carson Wentz my brother is an Eagles fan and he know so he was interested in this game because his old coach Dougie P is now the coach of the uh, of the Jags and uh, his old quarterback is not a quarterback of the commander. So he wanted to see his old coaches, his old quarterback go at it. 
Um, but I just think both teams kind of look very mediocre here. Um, I don't know how the Commanders are going to show up next week. I don't know how the Jags are going to show up next week. I feel like this for both these teams is a long road ahead, but we'll see what happens with the, with the, with, the, with these games. Um, yeah, so Commanders win. Yay, I guess. I mean, didn't really care for it too much, but it was a decent game. Yeah, I didn't care for it so much either. Not a game I watched, to be honest. But let's go to a game I did watch, uh, and I know a lot of y'all watched. New York Giants. I know y'all love your New York Giants. They faced the Tennessee Titans, and they upset the Tennessee Titans at home 21-20. to What did you think of this game? Okay, so uh, got to talk about this real quick. Is Brian Debo was going absolutely mad when his team won. And Saquon was going mad when his team won. And I just, that's too, you love. What a great game by Saquon, by the way, yo. Uh, He did, I think Saquon, Saquon looked like a monster again. Oh my God. He he had 164 yards for 18 carries. It was amazing. D Jones, even though he had an interception, Daniel Jones was pretty accurate today. He had uh, that day. He had 117, uh, sorry, 100. uh, He had had 188 yards for uh, uh, 17 at, uh, completions out of 21 attempts so that's pretty good that's oh that's 80 percent uh and he had two inter- two touchdowns and one interception uh and then the receiving yards uh shepherd got two receptions only but he could catch those in for 71 yards this game was very good from from the giant side this said more about the tennessee titans than anything uh i had this team being second in the rankings of of the AFC South, I said that they would not repeat as division winners, and they certainly aren't going to be the one seed. And um, mm. yeah, they it just looked like uh, just looked at they they like didn't exactly look very well in this game. Um, Tannehill had two touchdowns. Um, he didn't look as like good as you wanted him to look though. He he had a lot of uh, incomplete passes. Henry did his thing, and you saw that viral hit that Henry took on that thing. Boy, did he get blown up! And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, in my opinion, I think this was a very winnable game for the for the Tennessee Titans, but also a very winnable game for the Giants. Uh, I think the Tennessee could find themselves in a really big hole if they. Uh, lose to teams that were not considered very well last year. And I think Tennessee needs to get out of that. I mean, they didn't play so horribly, but you would want to see more execution from them. So that's my thoughts on them. Giants get a big win. I'm happy for everybody who is a Giants fan with me. I'm happy for, uh, I guess, my boy Jamal. I'm happy that Jamal got to see his team win. And yeah, I'm happy that Connor, my friend Connor, got to see his team win. So, and Angel. So yeah, they, they all... Uh, so many Giants fans that I'm with, but well, yeah, we are in New Jersey. We are in. New we Jersey. are, we are, but uh, yeah, I'm just happy that the Giants, Giants got got a dub. That's all I can say. Well, unfortunately, you can't say the same for the other New York team. The Ravens pretty much crushed the Jets, 24 to nine. Any thoughts on this game? Uh, very little. Uh, Joe Flacco, I knew Joe Flacco wasn't gonna do anything in this game. I think Sauce Gardner had a very good game. He really locked down a lot of the Ravens. Uh, I think he only allowed like one pass, like his way on like single coverage. And I think Sauce Gardner is just really 
really good cornerback in this league. And I think you're going to see that throughout the season, regardless of how the Jets rank. Uh, and yeah, just, that, that's really the biggest, the biggest highlight for me is how Lamar really, I mean, dude, this guy can like, I, I'm, I'm still a little questionable about his intermediate throws, but his deep ball, bro, no one beats it. He's, he's really good. Um, so yeah, Lamar looked fine. The, and the Ravens should look like how they should uh, do. Um, I think they should be second or first in the division. I had them being second and making the playoffs, but, and I had the Bengals winning, but we'll see how everything works out. They look like they're in position to win the division as of now, but, you know, it's a long season. Who knows? Lamar looked great. Flacco looked trash. And, um, yeah, uh, who, who, what more can you say about this game? Yeah, I think the Ravens did exactly how they were supposed to in this game, and the Jets did exactly how you expected in this game. All right. And speaking of a game I wasn't really expecting, the Vikings went in and beat up on the Packers, unfortunately, to my fantasy team. Thanks, Norman Rodgers, <laughs> for fucking up. 23-7. to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson especially. What a career game Justin Jefferson had. Nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns. I know his fantasy owners are quite happy. What's your analysis on this game? Okay, yeah. So JJ, I when you tell when you ask me the, the three best receivers in the league, without hesitation in any order, I will tell you Cup, JJ, and Chase. And I think that I mean in all in all of these games, I mean this week, I think you all you saw all three of them do really well. And I think that Chase did well. I think Cup did well, but I think JJ ultimately took it home. He had a very, very good night. Like I said, like you like you went over. Uh, Kirk did well. He had um, 23 uh, completions over 32 attempts. Uh, he has um, 200. Sorry, excuse me. 20, 277 yards, two touchdowns. Cook did well too. Cook had 20 carries. He had 90 yards. He averaged four yards a carry, but that was still whatever. Um, Madison had had uh, 36 yards, eight carries. JJ led the team obviously with 184 yards. Thielen had. 36 yards not that good day for him cook also had 18 yards for receptions and yeah this team just looked minnesota i, I want to say this uh i'm not a minnesota vikings fan but i am a, i have a soft spot for minnesota i think that their fans are really nice and i think that their that team is really nice i really wanted to believe in kirk when he took when he had this team a while back that he could take this team to the promised land when they had their defense in their prime they unfortunately couldn't get it done um, I was very sour on Kirk about that because he just couldn't get it done with a very good defense. But now with this new coaching regime and being away from Mike Zimmer, I really do feel like that Kirk Cousins is going to have a resurgence in uh, at the quarterback position. I know I was very low on him, and I know that Mac Jones said, hey, he's a Kirk Cousins. But now it's a different Kirk. This is a different Kirk beast that I feel like we're going to see this season. He was very good, very accurate last season. But as the Kirk story has always been, He's very accurate, but he doesn't win the big games. So the story for his entire career, and I'm hoping he could finally do it, is get the monkey off his back and go far, possibly a deep playoff run and prove all of his doubters. And, you know, um, Kirk is uh, – we, we got to mention it real quick before we talk about this. Remember remember way back when when COVID hit and Kirk was, like, about getting the vaccination? And he said, listen, if I die, I die. That is, that is Kirk Cousins. That's Kirk D. Cousins. And he's going to come and he's going to start firing and he's going to be, he's going to give you all he has. And uh, it's all you can ask for from Kirk. And, uh, you know, he did well this game. Packers, on the other hand, they got some reevaluating to do. I think they play the Bears next week. So they should win that game. 
they should win that game, but who knows? Um, I mean, the Bears Bears, did beat the 49ers, so... They did, but, uh, you know, I think that that, that Bears got lucky against a team that had an inexperienced quarterback in a weather situation that favored their defense. But, um, you know, we'll see how Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers was a a Karen to these wide receivers. Oh, my God. He he was just... he, He, like... You know, we were talking about uh, our old wrestling podcast that we do. Uh, we just recorded, and we were talking about how Punk and that media scrum. So many memes of Aaron Rodgers being like Punk, being like, I'm sorry if I'm a little irritable. I- I'm fucking hurt. I'm fucking old, and I, play- I work with children. That's kind of what I feel like. Uh, <laughs> like <laughs> It's so funny. It's so funny. And th- that clip, they said, this is this is Aaron Rodgers after week one. He was like, I'm hurt. I'm old. And I work with fucking children. That's probably how it feels like they're with his receivers now. And yeah, they let him down. And uh, Rodgers, though, Rodgers, though, cannot put all the blame on them. He's got to look inward to some blame, too. And we'll see if the Packers can rebound after the next one. That's a very good comparison. He kind of is the CM Punk of the Green Bay Packers right now. Yeah, because, like, I mean, do, do his receivers suck? Yeah, he, like, you know how, like, CM Punk talked about how the Young Bucks and Omega couldn't run a fucking target? <laughs> these receivers, he, Aaron Rodgers got these receivers at Target. <laughs> he's going to target him. <laughs> these receivers are target employees. <laughs> Pretty much. They will be. They will be soon uh, whenever they draft some. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, but, yeah. Just to wrap up on this, uh. They look bad, and Green Bay – my dad is a big Green Bay Packers fan, for anyone who doesn't know. My dad is like, yeah, we'll see next week. And I'm like, yeah, we will, because we'll we'll see – maybe this team goes does well against the Bears. Maybe they won't. We'll see how the season handles for the Green Bay Packers. All right, and we are going to um, do a little run-through of these final two games uh, because we are just about to wrap up here for the episode two of this podcast. So – Let's talk about, real quick, we're going to talk about the Chiefs versus the Cardinals. The Chiefs beat the Cardinals, for those who did who don't know, 44-21 to 21 in the Cardinals' home. Patrick Mahomes looked like Patrick Mahomes, just phenomenal. Uh, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. Kyle Murray looked all right, too. It's not so much the Cardinals. It's just like Kansas City is fire. And uh, I don't think they missed Tyreek Hill all that much. What do you think? Um, like I said, uh, damn, Mahomes is really jamming in my throat after I told. I, I he, it's like it's like Mahomes. Pause. You, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Jamming in. <laughs> yeah, maybe I shouldn't have phrased it like that. Um, but anyway, we do anyway, need to do like Mahomes, a Nick Sus compilation. Yeah, we might <laughs> have to. I made one last week. Um, but listen, uh, Mahomes looked amazing. He had 76.9 completion percentage. Uh, he had five TDs. I think he threw for 344 yards. And this dude, it sounded like he literally heard me say that the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs. And he looked at me and he was like, I bet. And then he just threw going out and like threw like five TDs. It wasn't like when I, when I said that, it wasn't that I think that the, it wasn't that I think that the Chiefs aren't a bad team. I just think that the AFC is stacked. And it looks like he, that message told me, yeah, it's stacked and we're at the top of the list. So it's exactly. like, yeah, so that, that was a, this is a statement win against a team that I thought the Cardinals are going to be at least decent this year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, Mahomes looks great. This O-line looks great. Edwards Alaire looked great. This, this team looked great. Uh, and that's all I got to say about it. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City offense beat them like a drum, unfortunately. And Cardinals didn't even play that all that bad, in my opinion. It's just like the Kansas City Chiefs are that good. 
And then finally, the final game we are going to talk about here is the Raiders against the Chargers. Hell of a game if you um watched this um whole if you watched the whole fourth quarter in um person like I did. Derek Carr, two touchdowns, three interceptions, uh, you know, twenty-two of thirty-seven, two twenty-five, two hundred and ninety-five yards, and then Justin Herbert played great. He's shown that he is gonna be a good quarterback in this league for a long time. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions, twenty-six of thirty-four. He looked great. I mean, what are your thoughts overall on this game? Yeah, so um on the flip side, Carr looked bad. He had three interceptions, he had two touchdowns, uh were not very good. Um, yeah, so I mean he just he just didn't look very good in this game. Devontae Adams showed out. Uh, uh he had hundred and forty one yards, ten receptions, one T D. Uh, Waller, Waller had a good game. He had, even though he caught the ball four times, he had 79 yards. Um, Jacobs, uh, was all right. He only had 57 yards in this game. You know, the Raiders side of things didn't look that well, but, um, yeah, back on the chargers, Herbert, how can you, uh, you know, what's funny is that literally I'm just making all the bad bets, uh, because I mean, my brother made a bet before the season started about, who do you think? Which team? What what quarterback? Young quarterback? Do you think will be better than the other in the league? Do you think Herbert will be better than Burrow, or do you think Burrow will be better than Herbert? And I said Burrow because I think that Burrow carried that bad offensive line. Doesn't look that good for Burrow after Week One, and Herbert uh really established himself as a very like accurate passer in this game. So I mean, uh, we we most likely thought about him, and you know I hope that. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I picked the Chargers as second in uh as second seed, and they looked good in this game. I think that the Raiders are still a tough opponent, so I think that they are uh they're really good. I I had in predictions. I had I had the Raiders and the Chargers go uh one and two. Chargers one and Raiders two in the division. So this is a showing of two teams, and you know that Chargers defense is looking really good. So yeah, I just um. Those are my thoughts. Herbert's good. Carr needs to work on some things. And, uh, yeah, those, that's basically the wrap-up of that. All right, y'all. Unfortunately, we cannot go any longer on this episode, but I want to thank each and every one of you for checking out the West Nest Podcast and listening to our week one thoughts here. Uh, you know, make sure to go follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is have an iPhone. Or, honestly, just – Use your friend's iPhone. I don't give a fuck. Just make sure you watch and make sure you share it with your friends. You can find this episode on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do is type in Chanel Wilkins or type in What's Next Podcast, and you will find the What's Next Podcast Sports Edition. You will also find the What's Next Podcast on Spotify. This that is the main What's Next Podcast. Episode 5 is going to come out very soon. It is called My Fitness Journey. You can check that out on Spotify and RSS.com. You can also check out this podcast, actually, the What's Next Sports Podcast edition on RSS.com, so check that out. We have a lot of exciting news coming up. We have a partnership with Wisdom, as you all know, and we are looking into more, and I think something very exciting is going to come soon, and I want to thank you all for sharing your time with me and listening to this podcast that me and Nick love so much. Once again, my name is Chanel Wilkins. My name is Nick Provenzano. And in the meantime, peace out. Bye, everyone.